Welcome to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William, featuring award-winning financial advisor and former host of the Sunday Money Show, News Talk 1010, Paul Baraka and his associate advisor, William Baraka. Creating and keeping wealth does not need to be complicated. Paul and William will cut through confusing and contradictory financial advice to give you the real facts to help you invest better and enjoy a worry-free retirement. The views and opinions expressed in this video may not necessarily reflect those of IPC Securities Corporation. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Welcome everyone and thank you for joining us. This is episode 43 of Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William. And welcome, whether you're joining us on YouTube and you're watching us or through one of these streaming networks, thank you for taking the time to join us. Hope you find this worthwhile. We're here to talk about what we've learned from 2023. And a lot happened this year. A lot of things were supposed to happen, but didn't happen. And what we learned from all that, of course, you know, the last few years, we've had a lot of hectic stuff going on in the markets from COVID and 2020. Markets dropped down, roared back, inflation and interest rates uh, moved ahead far quicker and far and far greater amounts than anyone had anticipated. Last year, 2022, was was a rotten year in the markets. Uh, stock markets were down double digits. Even the bond market had its worst year ever with double digit drops. People in the real estate business, hey, all of a sudden real estate pricing dropped and people were in trouble. Wow. So again, you know, a lot of people, I wonder how many listeners, William, made financial decisions last year after hearing something in the media, someone made some type of prediction or something about where the markets are going, if there's going to be a recession, or saying some particular investment was you know, this is the way to go. What do you think? I think so. This is kind of, this is the first for everyone listening. This is the first lesson we're going to take away uh, from 2023. But it's really, as you were alluding to, it's a very evergreen lesson that we can repeat Mm -hmm. the exact same thing every year. There's so-called experts, I'll call them, who make all sorts of predictions about what's going to happen to the stock market over the next year or even the next several months. Um, for example, we're here in mid-December now, recording this December 18th, and we're gonna, we've are gonna we already started to see this, but we're going to start to see it even more as we get to the end of the year. It's going to be analyst projections yep. Yep. for what's going to happen next year in the market. And I find this funny year after year, we go through this exercise because we know what's going to happen in the stock market in the next couple months over the next year. It's completely unknowable. Unless you have a crystal ball, which doesn't exist, these analysts don't have one. So anyways, like you were saying, people make all sorts of decisions based upon what these analysts say. And I just, a couple of examples, and here we go. So I'm going to share my screen here for all, for the people watching us on YouTube. So what this shows here is a headline from Routers, August 2023, which says, Global market correction likely before year end. And uh, this was a group of analysts they pulled. And 71 analysts, Paul, that Routers pulled for this 
said that a global stock market correction was either likely or very likely by the end of this year. And Paul, pretty much the exact opposite happened. There was a bit of a correction in September and October. Yeah. Since yeah. then, we've had November and December were incredible months. The stock market as a whole, as we talked today, the U.S. market is up, I think, 24%. Uh, year to date. Wow. Year to date. So that's that's what Router said, uh, just for fun. Again, for the for the benefit of the people on YouTube uh, watching us, uh, here's a headline from Goldman Sachs. Paul, again, crazy how they make these predictions year after year, and they normally don't come true. Well, that's it. I mean, I've gotten to the point in my career after being around longer than I like to let people know that I basically ignore these things. I mean, there's another fellow, Robert. Kiyosaki, and I'm not sure if I pronounce that. He's the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Not a bad book at all. Been out, oh, I don't know, a long here, time Paul, ago. I'm just sharing here. Goldman Sachs, November 23rd, 2022. U.S. stocks are forecast to have less pain, but no gain in 2023. Again, U.S. stock market up about 24% year to date. Sounds like a good gain to me, if you ask me, Paul. Oh, that's not too shabby. We'll talk about that later in the presentation about how people made bad decisions and how much money it cost them this year. But just going back to the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, he makes almost every couple of months another disastrous prediction. And it's like all these, these so-called experts. Uh, they might make one good prediction, and then all of a sudden they start a fun company, they write a book, they go on and they become quite wealthy with bad predictions. But the same thing was with Mad Money with Jim Cramer. Anyone who watches Jim Cramer, uh, someone at the uh, Spectator, I believe, did an analysis over four years of all his predictions. And if you followed them all, you'd may have a return of about 6% less than just buying the index. So that stuff doesn't work. It's a, it's a way to lose money. Uh, if you ask me. I mean, here's some other predictions. Uh, the dollar is going to collapse by silver coins. The end of the financial system as we know it is here. Stocks are going to fall 90%. Canned food is your only hedge. Oh, that's a creative one. So, and, you know, what people really need to know is people, these people profit from your fears. Real financial advice is not that. Real financial advice doesn't try and scare you. It simply tries to turn complex topics into simple explanation. Real financial advice doesn't provide prediction. It just offers perspective. So, so that's, so the, that's first, the, the first lesson, Paul. Again, there's going to be all these ex, so-called expert predictions coming out about what's going to happen in the stock market in 2024. Let's learn from 2023 and past years. No one has a crystal ball. Most of these will end up being wrong. Don't make your financial decisions based upon a newspaper. Bingo. Head. Boy, we sound like a broken record. Going on to number two. Now, well, what names have done really well in 2020, 2021, but not 2022, and yes, 2023? So there's we the know. Magnificent Seven, uh, they call them. And those are like Apple, Microsoft, Alphabet, uh, Meta, and all the technology names that did great in 2020, great in 2021, horrible in 2022, down 30%, 40% and more. Then back up again this year. Of course, nothing is foolproof, is it? 
Here's the Magnificent Seven in 2022, Paul. You'll see Tesla and Meta both down over 60%. They all did worse versus the S&P 500, by the way. Apple was the best performer of that group, down 26%. And that talks to us again about following, we were talking to someone this morning talking about, well, this, this particular investment has done really well. And the old adage is that past performance does not dictate future performance is so true. And this is where people can get caught up. I wonder how many people sold last year at the end of the year. Maybe they own one or more of those Magnificent Seven and sold them off after losing 30, 40 percent and more. And now, you know, they're kicking themselves in the bum over about that. Kind of the same thing about real estate. I mean, everyone's People that buy real estate, they say, oh, it never goes up. I, oh, boy, I've heard this from many people. Real estate never goes down. I don't think so. Real estate goes down just like everything else. Of course, people who bought real estate in Toronto last year have not done well. And, of course, then you have the, uh, the fact that you've bought it on leverage, and that's a two-way street. It magnifies your gains, magnifies your losses. People are losing their deposits on houses they purchased oh, a year ago, a year and a half ago, and so forth. Right. So, right, there's always a few names that'll be winners every year, right? But the majority, statistically, in the market are losers, aren't they? Well, that's the lesson we should be taking from this, and investors should be taking going forward, Paul. There's always going to be a few big winners. This year, it's mostly the magnificent seven stocks. And I believe we mentioned the S&P 500, it's up 24% year to date. Without those stocks, it's closer to 6%. So basically, if you weren't lucky enough to pick one of those seven stocks going into the year, which again, you probably wouldn't have because of how poorly they performed the year before. Again, just best to diversify, not try and pick those winners year after year. Don't chase performance because the, the winners this year will probably maybe be the losers next year never know that could be tends could to be, be how things go by um, the way that's just before to the next point well i just want to mention that's the big venture capitalists the uh they understand this you know you have a venture capitalist they may put money into 15 20 25 different uh startups and they expect to lose money in most of them they only expect to make real money in maybe one two or three of them and that's normal that's why you want to diversify. And that's what, of course, what Warren Buffett and the late Charlie Munger used to say also, right? Just buy the market. You're going to do fine over the long run. Okay. What's the next lesson uh, people should take from 2023, Paul? Well, how many people last year for the first time, oh, around a year ago, you could go out and buy a guaranteed investment certificate and earn 5% or maybe a little more at some times. Wow, when was the last time you could buy that, get guaranteed money and get five points? Lots of people took advantage of that. However, let's look and see what that meant to them. Because they panic, and by the way, panicking is a, is a natural human emotion. We all do. No one liked to see their portfolio drop last year. No one does. But let's just look at this. Let's say you bought in a non-registered portfolio and got 5% last year. Let's say your tax rate is 40%. So immediately you lost 2%, you're down to a 3% return. 
What was inflation this year? Well, four, four and a half percent, whatever, roughly, depending on the time of year. So what you've done by buying that guaranteed 5%, you've lost 1% of your purchasing power. Not very good. Now, compare that to if you had a plan and you stuck to it, instead of panicking and buying that immediate gratification of the 5%. Again, I was looking as of December 15th, U.S. market was up 24.89%. If you would have put your money in that market instead, you'd be up 25%. 50% of that is tax-free because it's capital gains. I'm roughing off numbers here. 40% payable tax on the balance. So what your rate of return would be is actually about 16% after tax, after inflation, versus minus one. Now, I'm not here to, to rub that in. What I'm saying is when you panic and you miss those really good years like this year, that costs you in the long term because that extra 17%, that compounds for decades and years. And that's the type of lost uh, profit that hurts your portfolio big time over the long run. So, you know, wouldn't you say here, well, that one of the things we could learn is if you have a, if you have a game plan, which you certainly should, you need a plan for investing. You got to stick with it because you know there's going to be rotten years. For the benefit of our of our viewers on YouTube, here's just a graphic showing the effects of of on your returns of missing. Uh, if you're trying to market time, so if you're out of the market and you miss the the best week, the best month, three months, six months, that's the effect on your return. So again, I think what we're trying to say to investors from 2023 is. Stay the course. If you have a good, well-thought-out portfolio, stay the course. Um, don't make emotionally-driven decisions because volatility, yeah. by the way, that's the price you pay um, for the higher expected return you get on stocks versus, versus other assets like GICs for, and bonds, for example. Yeah. Just one other different perspective on that, Will. Almost anything in life that's satisfying requires discomfort. Whether it's your career, your career, it's no fun changing jobs or changing position. It's no fun, but you do go through that discomfort to get ahead. In your relationships, you know, your spouse, your partner, whatever, you have to go through difficult things in life. Otherwise, if you just say, no, I'm not going to have this relationship, you're going to lose out. Or athletic goals, any athlete has to go through pain to achieve goals. The same is with your investment and your financial strategy. Sometimes you got to go through a little bit of pain to get the long-term gain. So that's it. Stick to your financial plans, even when they may seem wrong in the short term. And that's probably lesson number three that we could learn. So what are we on to next? Well, number four of uh, what we could learn from 2023. Where are we here now? Well, let me... I guess, pose a question to our listeners and viewers. Do, do you remember the name Silicon Valley Bank? That was the name of the regional bank in the States, which in mm -hmm. March, I believe it was, uh, collapsed. And for a few weeks there, investors and, and the media and everyone was freaking out. They thought maybe the banking system is going to collapse, stocks dropped, all that stuff. Now, again, most most people listening to this 
probably don't They've forgotten about it <laughs> again it was all a talk in march it seemed like the biggest deal now now it's a complete afterthought um another example would be back in may i believe it was may or april sometime in the early spring there was a big political fight in the u.s about extending the debt ceiling oh it yeah 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 like they weren't going to reach a deal and there was all this talk oh the u.s is going to default on their debt and there's going to be this big disaster and blah 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 but now again most people listening to this probably do not remember that it's off of their minds so that's a lesson to go into future years paul and one thing investors should keep in mind every year there's stuff like that that happens that seems like a really big deal while it's happening investors should remember have that life goes on life goes on have a long-term mindset because there's always going to be crises going on there's always going to be stuff in the news that make the market seem scary but you know what that event is going to pass and then in a couple months there'll be something new that's going on COVID was the big thing a few years ago that's off people's minds now there's something new every year just forget it have a long-term mindset yeah I mean you could go back to the financial crisis of 2008 I bet no one remembers that December of 2018 just five years ago the market had the worst December since the early 30s the worst December in, in, since the early 30s. I bet there's not one listener who says, really, did that happen? I don't remember that. So you're right, understand stuff will always happen. Things get back to normal. If your financial decisions are based on a long-term plan, you need to stick with them. Yeah. Okay. So next one, the next one is one of your favorite topics, Will, what we can learn. Why do you say from, that? <laughs> because you love bringing this up, Will. Let's talk about it. and and. Well, we've had people say this year, you know, oh, I bought this investment. It's playing a great yield, whatever yeah. that yield is, whether it's a stock or a REIT paying a great yield. Why don't you talk about getting behind that? There's a lot more to investing than the yield. And maybe we should explain for what, what we're referring to in terms of yield. Yeah. So, for example, um, RBC, the stock, pays out about a 5% dividend. And a common thing we'll hear is that people might have their portfolio heavily concentrated in dividend stocks or, or real estate investment trust REITs, uh, like you recalled, and they'll make comments like, oh, I'm getting this great yield. Uh, several REITs can yield double digits. RBC, like I said, it's yielding 5% or any other dividend stock. Um, but now the important thing to remember, and 2023 was a good lesson about this, Paul, was that you have to look beyond the yield when looking at your investments, because the yield does not tell the full story of what you're going to return. RBC, like I said, they're yielding about 5% in their dividend. That's not your return. You could still lose money while getting that 5% dividend if the share price of RBC declines. And um, I'm going to share actually again for again for the people watching what happened. This year was not a good year for dividend stocks. Here we go. So this is a number of big dividend payers, RBC, TD, Enbridge, TELUS, Algonquin. RBC is the lowest yielding of these at 5%. Paul, these are big dividend payers. 
All of them, except for RBC, have lost money this year, including this. That's, that's after the dividend, right? After this, is the dividend. this is total return, including dividends. Total return. Okay, good. This is total return, including dividends. They're all trailing, just buying the Vanguard all-cap Canadian equity index. Okay? So, again, you're getting those big dividends from those companies, but you've still lost money on a number of them. Okay. So, again, look at the total return. Not that there's anything wrong with dividends, by the way. We certainly, nothing wrong with dividend, they're rightly placed, but you got to look at the big picture and too many people that yeah. we've often talked to look at that in isolation. And look that's beyond the, right the yield, look beyond the yield. Like uh, we mentioned REITs as well. This was a bad year for REITs, even though a number of them pay, like I said, double digit dividends. A lot of them have gotten crushed this year and are down sometimes double digits, even including the 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 yield they pay out there's been a couple instances even where those REITs uh had to suspend paying their dividend because their cash flows couldn't support it anymore so you had instances where investors bought into these REITs thinking I'm going to get 12 15 percent return on it and now some of them are down actually 70 80 percent this year in Canada Ooh, that hurts that hurts I think so okay so I, let's do a quick review about what we talked about today, William. And that was what we learned from 2023. And we first talked about our broken record that we talk about, which is, hey, you know what? Predictions don't work. When you're listening to the gurus uh, and the people on BNN or whatever, financial decisions based on the media will almost always cost you money almost all the time. So that's lesson number one. Lesson number two is that we don't know what we don't know. So we want to diversify. We don't know what stocks or what positions, what sector is going to do well next year. And the people that say they do are just kind of guessing. So listen to the Warren Buffetts, the Charlie Mungers that diversify your holdings, not just in the stock market. Don't put it all in real estate. That is a risky move. That's number two. Number three is, hey, you know, stick to your investment plans. To A lot of people took money out early in the year, bought what seemed like a very attractive GIC rate at 5%, and they lost probably 15% real after-tax, after-inflation growth because they panicked and took immediate gratification. So stick with the long-term plan. And number four, hey, understanding that things will always happen. There's always an event that's designed to scare you, always, every year. And there'll be events next year that none of us had even thought about that will create a discomfort in your mind. Have a plan. Have your investment portfolio uh, designed within your risk tolerance and stick with it. That's how you do well in the long run. And the last one is look beyond the yield. Just don't look at a position say hey this is yielding a big pile of uh, you know beautiful yield you know what as you mentioned a couple of the REITs had a great yield and lost about 70 80 percent value this year so look at the big picture there okay. so with that we're gonna say hey thank you for taking the time to join us today on retirement straight talk with Paul and William we've enjoyed chatting with you. I hope you found this of value we're going to continue our next retirement straight talk we're talking, it's getting to RSP season, it's January. We're gonna talk about RSPs because we see people adding money to RSPs when they shouldn't and not adding it to RSPs when they should because they're not 100% clear 
quite honestly, on the tax implications of this, short-term and long-term, they're not clear on the uses in the short-term and long-term. And the end of the day, we're going to talk about RSP misconceptions and the do's and don'ts on the next retirement straight talk with Paul and William. I hope we see you there. Okay. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, everyone. Uh, if you like this, please like, share, and subscribe to us on your favorite platform. And it would be really helpful if you like this, pass it along to someone you feel uh, could value from it as well. Uh, also, follow Paul and I on our social platforms. You can find Paul and myself on LinkedIn and myself on X. And you can find the links to those in the show notes below. So once again, Paul, thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you in a, in a couple of weeks. See you in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye now. This podcast was brought to you by West End Wealth Planning, an award-winning wealth planning practice catering to small and medium-sized business owners and to those looking to create a worry-free retirement for themselves and their families. To learn more, go to westendwealth.com. Don't forget to rate this podcast and subscribe to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts.